Welcome back, listeners. I'm your host, Dewan Fonset. My co-host today... Elijah Matlock. Kalia Dea. Sophia Townsend. And this is Let's Be Us. Today's story is Blue Flag by Kaito. And today's story is going to be very interesting for you listeners out there today. There's a little bit of a love triangle going on today, and it's very interesting. With Our three main protagonists in this story is Taichi, Futaba, and Toma. They all have different personality, and they are somewhat clashing with one another. But we can see the love in all three of them, and it's definitely a huge love triangle. Now, all of my co-hosts today, what do y'all think so far? Um, I really liked it. I thought the art style was nice, and... um. The storytelling uh, was very, like, slice of life. Um. This story is a very interesting one. Out of all the stories that we have done on this show today, it's very interesting. It's very different. It's more real. Like, compared to all the stories that we talked about, like, you know, My Brother's Husband and Our Colors, it was more straightforward, but... Blue Flag is more soft and subtle, slice of life, interesting, and we get three kids' characters. You know, the history that we have been reading of these LGBT books is mostly with adults and tackling their generational curse about how it is being gay. This one is more of a modern day, not set back in, like, you know, early times, like, you know, in the 90s probably, where, you know, being gay was wrong and but here we actually do we do not have a clear idea who's who even love we do have a good idea but even that is not grounded with anything um what do how do y'all feel about the love energy that's going around in this book like that's up to discussion for anybody uh i see it as very exploratory we see that uh taiichi helps uh futaba out with uh, sort of exploring her own feelings about Toma. And as we go along, we sort of see Taiichi sort of figure out for himself, like, how he can help out Futaba. Like, he makes a list, and I think this is pretty funny, but he, like, uh, he tries to, like, get her to, like, correct her grammar and pronunciation. And there's, like, a few things on his list that she can't fit, like, uh, like being tall because she's very short. And I just think that, you know, together they're sort of exploring that dimension. That is interesting, though. You know, looking at it in that perspective that the love language and the love energy is definitely different from any other love story that we have ever read and ever seen because their way of expressing love is definitely experimenting. And that's what love is, right? You know, love is definitely experimenting. And then, you know, for a LGBT podcast, that's what we are. We are experimenting and... Love is just everywhere, you know. It's it's not picture perfect, and I think that's what this manga is all about, is how much it is very artsy and with the, you know, watercolors adapting. and But with all that color and how it is, it's not perfect either. Like, you know, we have an artist in the room right now. Like, you know, how do you feel about the art? Um, yeah, I think exactly what you were saying. The art really played in well with the story itself. Um, 
The other thing I think is notable um, in comparing this to the other two um, manga, uh, we didn't really get as much of the character's internal monologue, um, so it felt made the whole story feel more um, sort of fluid and less tightly planned out. Yeah, like it was very, like our colors, I wouldn't say it was very, it was narrow. It was, it had a course, it had a set de destination and the artist clearly shows that he has history What with he was talking about Blue flag, it doesn't show that, you know, it shows how we can get through it, like, you know, through raw material and don't know what to, don't know what to do. Like, it's like cooking a little bit. It's like this story, it's like a slow pot that is cooking and is slowly adding seasoning and we are making our way through to figure out what tastes good and what's not. Our colors and brother's husband, we already knew the taste from the jump. And, you know, this dish, even though this dish was very good, you know, um, Tamagiki, the creator of those two books, was he was a master as, at his work. But, you know, for, Kai, for Kaido, we don't, we don't have a lot of information about Kaido, but we can tell that Kaido is speaking from raw material and is probably playing around. And, you know, how, do, how does that make you feel? Yeah, I want to speak to, you know, the idea of exploring how to express your emotions to someone that you're attracted to. Because though in our colors, we see a bit of the internal struggle that the main character has in regards to being closeted as gay and having these strong feelings for this person, he doesn't necessarily go out of his way to make it apparent. We see with Futaba... She actively explores ways that she can get Toma's attention. She goes to Taichi to get help. You know, what's the best way to get his attention? What's his type of girl? What is he like in a girl? You know, she's trying to find any way to gain the attention that she wants because she's very attracted to this person. She's latching on to that. And I feel like for some people, especially growing up in high school and developing crushes, for some people, that's something that they can relate to, that they want to stand out to a person that they like, or that they might feel more similarly to the main character in Our Colors, who was scared about getting that kind of attention because of exactly. other personal troubles that they have, you know, on a societal level. You know, since we're going to be touching on characteristics, like, how do you feel about this character? You know, me personally... I feel like comparing it to our colors, since our colors was also set in the high school settings, I feel like Blue Flag is a little bit more real. Like, we do not have a set age, but we do know that they are at least juniors in high school. And that could give you a good idea, like probably, what, 17? Yeah, probably around that, around that age. And how do we, these characters portray themselves? What What is some of you guys' opinion? Especially, I want to talk about Futaba a little bit. You know, Futaba is, like, you know, a young girl, innocent. Like, you know, she's small. She's very shy. But she is also very, um, I don't have a word to describe. Like, you got to be careful what you say because she will definitely take it to heart. But not in the taking it to heart like she's very sensitive. I think she bounces back and responds with everything that you tell her. And 
you know, she tries to use it to any way she can, and it shows that that could be, like, I wouldn't say a love language, but she's trying to, like, you know, appeal to, you know, to Tuma, but he's not responding to it, and she realized that, but she's very resilient and not giving up, and she's doing anything to even extreme measures that no girl that I have ever seen will do. So, I mean... How do you how do you feel about it? I mean, I don't think they're very extreme. I see them as more well, I see it as just, you know, an attempt to sort of get any sort of attention. I mean, when you're in love or at least you're sort of like exploring that like prospective love state, I see like anybody can, you know, go about their way of catching the attention of the person that they're trying to love in ways that may be conventional. Or other ways that don't make too much sense. So to me, I don't see it as that weird. Yeah, I also got the impression that she was very insecure, like within herself. So sort of latching on to any sort of traits that could get Toma to notice her. Um, I think that might have played into it as well. Um, how how do anybody feel about Tai Chi though? Tai Chi, I feel. I feel like Taiichi is very, um, a little narrow. I think Taiichi is a little narrow, very blunt. He came off a very firm at the start with blunt words and narratives of how he feels about each character. You know, with Toma, he feels as though, like, he's just a guy that's there. And, you know, Toma, let's, you know, Toma is a popular guy. He's 6'4", he's great at athlete, he's very smart, and Taichi noticed that, and he knows that he's different, but Toma does not see that at all. Like, Toma sees Taichi as a close friend, but Taichi is like, you know, dude, I don't know you like that. And I think that's also the awkward stage of high schoolers for teenagers for, to feel more independent, alone, nobody gets me. And I don't think Taiichi fits that narrative, but I think he's showing some signs of like, I want to be that lone wolf a little bit. But he's also showing that sympathy of hoping and helping um, Futaba to get along or try to attempt a relationship with Toma. And, you know, he sees that, but he's also a growing boy, too, because we kind of see that a little bit in the story that he is developing a relationship with Futaba, but we're, it's very vague. That's what the story is. It's very vague. It's very unclear, and it's hard to read this book. It's really hard to read. Yeah, I'll say because there's so much attention like in the first few chapters given to the dynamic between um, Taichi and Futaba, it makes me wonder what kind of di dynamic will or will not develop between Taichi and Toma. Because what's pretty clear is that Toma has an interest in Taichi. In whatever way it may be, whether it's platonic, whether it is possibly romantic, it seems like he wants to engage with Taichi in some way. You know, sometimes even, you know, not completely ignoring Futaba, but prioritizing his attention and conversation with Taichi. And it makes me wonder if that's something that Taichi would gravitate towards or recoil from as he seems to be feeling 
you know, a development of possible feelings for Futaba, which is ironic because he's trying to help her get with her crush. And as you slowly dive deep into the book, you're starting to see the love triangle. And like in our last episode, we're going to be talking about a little bit of some symbolism. And here's my theory. Hear me out. It's mostly a lot of symbolism coming from Toba, I mean, Toma. And throughout the whole manga, you see Toma always gravitating, gravitating towards Taichi. And Taichi, like I said, he's a lone wolf. And honestly, if he can say it, dude, it's not. It's unwanted love. I do not want the love that you're giving me. And I feel as though that Toma is not seeing it. And as much as Futaba wants that attention too, and she's not receiving it either, that's the triangle. And it's very interesting that's is that type of love triangle. Normally, normally you see a love triangle where everyone is just in love with everyone and they don't even know it. And right here... No one is loving no one. It's just more of affection, affection, and nothing but affection. And it's like poker. You're bluffing, spite, bluffing, spite, buffling. And, you know, how do y'all feel about this type of love energy? I mean, for me with Taiichi to Futaba, I sort of get like almost like a familial sort of love. Like when Taiichi first sees Futaba struggling, like, Beforehand in his inner monologues, we see him saying, like, oh, I just don't give Futaba. I don't want to be near her. Like, I just want to be, you know, I don't want her to be anywhere close to me or talk to me. But, you know, when he sees her struggling, he helps her. And I feel like we don't really get insight into, like, his family life. But I feel like if we do, I wonder sort of whether he's, like, an only child or, like, he has siblings. Or maybe he takes that initiative upon what he knows from his family. That is an interesting theory. Like, you know, where does he get that loving nurturing from? Or could it just be, like, you know, one of those anime tropes that, you know, Big Bad Wolf sees young and innocence and beauty and, you know, opposites attract. You know, it could it be that type of love story. But, you know, we don't... Also, we don't see a lot of anime tropes for Toba. Like, I want to hear from anybody. Like, what do y'all feel about Toba? I think... Toma is really, like, he really wants to get closer with Taichi again, and you definitely see that, like, in some of the facial expressions and glances, and, like, when they go to the movies together, how excited he is that they're doing that. Yeah, I I really like Toma as a character. He's, like, a very warm person, and I, I feel like kind of balances. Do you think he's more of a good balance of the both of Taichi and Futaba? Because, like, you know, I feel like he is also biting his tongue. Like, you know, the amount of appearances that he makes in the manga, all of them are quite similar. He's always sneaking up behind Taichi and, like, you know, surprise, hey, what's up? And he always makes an appearance that's only giving affection and attention to Taichi, but not to Futaba. And that's just, to me, says something. Because is he, you know, very shy to talk to her, maybe? Or is he expressing his awkward socialness in a weird way by doing surprise hellos to Taichi? And, you know, is he 
his main attention could be something different and his interactions. You know, we do get a glance of a small but major interaction of Toma and Futaba in the past where she tells a story of how she ended up having a crush in the first place. But her story could be a little bit, you know, fantasy. And I know... I'm looking at you. I know you want to talk about that fantasy. Yeah. Um, I thought it was very fun, like, your response and Sophia's response to my idea. Because going back to the um, graphic novel nature of the story, um, throughout most of it, it's very clear, like, strong contrasted lines um, when it comes to the background, the characters, and their design. Um, but once it goes to... Um, Futaba's recollection of first meeting Toma, the line weight is much lighter, um, giving that semblance that this isn't happening currently as she's telling it, it's in the past. Um, and with that too, there's one panel where Toma is looking at um, a plant that I believe was hit by a baseball. Yeah. And, you know, from her perspective, I feel she sees him in a very romantic way, you know, very caring and gentle with the plant, which I assume she would like to have, you know, be the same kind of interaction that he would have with her, which is why I feel strongly that that memory is not complete, nothing wrong with it, but it's just not an accurate representation of likely the actual scene that played out. Him probably just like quickly glancing at the tree or the plant, making sure that he didn't strongly damage it maybe not intensely examining the leaves and like treating it so delicately so like a fantasy absolutely a like, fantasy and it's like a memory that she probably plays over and over again too so can this also change the direction of this love triangle a little bit can it be all a misunderstanding between all three of them and it started because of Futaba. You know, you see where I'm going with this. Could it all be a mistake? You know, they're young, we're teenagers, and, you know, the change of art style and the face expressions, too. You know, with the graphic novel, you know, Toma was seen more like a prince. You know, knight in shiny armor, you know, skin clean, you know, that half smile smirk you know he was gently handling the plant that was damaged by him and he you know he really regrets it and you know this is all a flashback and it's all inside her head and you know it could be hopeless love and she's trying so hard to fulfill her dream and this all started because of a dream and you know you're a teenager and that that really does resonate. I don't know if it resonates with anybody else, but it could resonate with a lot of people. And that also makes me lead into, you know, talking about we can, you know, our own perspectives of how they are feeling. But I'm very curious about the combination of the graphics and feelings, the expression of these feelings. Like, let's, like mostly with Taiichi, because... After she did express those feelings, she also tells the truth that, you know, this is not what it really is. But Taichi kind of felt angered 
that she feels this way towards Toma. So what does that say to anybody? I think <laughs> it's a beginning of a possible attraction. Um, I won't say from personal experience directly, but having a friend from high school, um, when she referred to um, her current relationship that she's in, um, another classmate of ours that went to the same school, um, she was not initially attracted to him, you know, did not find any interest in him initially, but they ended up starting a relationship. And I feel like that comes from being around a person, oftentimes doing similar activities, engaging in a lot of similar things that can develop emotions that are deeper than a simple surface level physical attraction. And I feel like that could be the case for Taiichi, considering like what Elijah mentioned, his very negative feelings towards Futaba whenever she would come around him. So do you think he's regretting his decision by helping her find more reasons to fall in love with this guy? Or do you think now he wants to change the direction? Because it's it's very interesting. That's I think the triangle is slowly forming at that point, but it's still vague. Like this book is very vague because we only get one panel of that. And I don't know if we see it again. I don't think we'd ever see it again, now do we? In the rest of the chapters, I don't think so. So it's just, it's very vague what direction that the author is trying to make the viewers go in. But I assure you guys that the visual art does help a lot and it goes along pretty well with the words and the, you know, the auditory of what they are saying with each other and introducing with more characters and giving very little bit of backgrounds too. And I think he gave enough. I, I believe the author gave enough background and gave enough details and showing us enough, you know, enough personality. But I want more. Like, you know, do anybody else want more? Well, I mean, it's only the first volume. But, I mean, I do see what you mean by, like, as, like, the art speaks to sort of the novella itself. Like, Kaido is both the story maker and the artist. And I, you know, as a mangaka, like, it's cool to sort of balance those two because I feel like it gives it more soul. Like, even looking at the, um, you know, like, the title, the title page right here. Like, you see Taichi in the middle right here while Futaba and Toma are, like, off to the side. So it makes me wonder, like, will a relationship, like, with Futaba and Taiichi come about with like Futaba falling for Taiichi and both with Toma and maybe there will be like sort of like a little fight between it maybe just like not like a like a big anime like I'm gonna punch you sort of fight but more like a you know like a very passive sort of thing that's just sort of my theory yeah I'll say too like looking at the um title cover noticing the formation that they're in obviously a triangle you know, going to that symbolism of them all being linked in a way to each other with whatever romantic feelings and attractions they may have. And also, I think, from what little has been shown between the characters, communication and difficulty in communicating effectively, I think, would be a common theme throughout the rest of the story, which will lead to more interesting dynamics among the characters. I'm actually glad that you touched on that, because I have two questions for everyone. Now, I want to dissect the love a little bit more, 
but I want to dissect their backgrounds. Do you think their backgrounds is going to clash a little bit with this little information? And is it safe to assume that these characters only have little information of each other's too? And with that being said, is this even love? I know I mentioned that this love is a little bit not traditional, but it is traditional in reality. Do we all fall in love with the person at sight? I mean, I know I don't, but you fall in love visually first. And it sounds like to me, everyone is falling in love visually first. You know, any dynamics that you want to point out, because, you know, a little bit more about Toma. Like I said, he is a tall, 6'4", smart, good grades, and star athlete, uh, Taichi, nerd, definitely an odd friend group. I'm not here to judge. Um, quite handsome himself, too. And then we got Futaba, short, gorgeous hair, very cute, and a little bit of a pronunciation issue, too. I will say that um, she unfortunately cuts her hair in the pursuit of her romantic interest. So there's also that dynamic of how far she's willing to go to get someone's attention. Oh, yes. Yes. I mean, you know, that is another topic that we can definitely dive on. But any opinions about these dynamics? Do you think there's love in the future? Um, maybe. I, I do think you made a really good point about the love being more of like an infatuation. Um, they all seem to really get to love each other over pretty small, inconsequential things about each other, like... Um, Futaba, um, like, sort of falling for um, Toma because of the tomato plant incident, and I think that um, Taichi sort of started to fall for Futaba when they were making silly faces at each other trying to do pronunciations. So it's very cute little instances uh, where they're sort of developing that love. Like puppy love. Yeah. Very sweet, very subtle, nothing too fancy, you know. I guess, you know, as a teenager, my standards are a little bit low. You know, if someone break my tomato plant, I'll be a little bit sad. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. It's hard to compare myself back then with, you know, with standards of falling in love with very little information. And, but I also feel like that would make the story a little bit more relatable and real, but it also gives a lot of perspective that the fact that this is also a love triangle. And I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. If it if the love triangle, especially between Futaba and Toma, works out, I don't think it will last because they are definitely two different people. They're different people. And, you know... I'm going to be that guy. I'm going to be the elephant in the room and say that Taichi and Futaba should be together. Not should. I, you know, let me take that back. I think they will work out more better than Toma and Futaba. If that ever happens, you know, this might be sounding like, you know, coming from the perspective of a person who likes watching those drama TV shows and those love tri triangles do exist. But I feel like, you know... 
dynamics work with certain dynamics like opposites attract and then i also feel like since these two characters are being seen the most and hanging out the most and you got toma that is the third character in the background but he is giving a lot of interest towards taichi i don't know because we have not yet even touched on that topic of them being together and neither has the book and, you know, I bet the viewers, I mean, the listeners are, you know, hey, this is supposed to be a LGT, LB, LGBT book, manga. I'm confused. What's going on here? Well, I mean, I mean, if you look at it clearly, like, there is that, like, heterosexism that comes in sort of with the book, like, you know. Um, Taiichi and Toma are expected to, like, you know, have aspirations for having a girlfriend, especially Toma, because he's, you know, got it all. Like, all the women are like, oh my gosh, Toma, I love him. He's so academic, he's so smart, you know, he's conventionally handsome, 6'2", like, he's got it all. And even, like, Taiichi, he's just, like, a standard guy, and, like, everyone's like, you know, you're looking for girls and whatnot, you know, still having that, like, nerd friend group and whatnot, but... Like, it does play a role in sort of setting the stage, I believe, before we sort of introduce these, like, other things that we're not used to. I will say, too, that though it's not, you know, focused on much, what adds to the conflict of the love triangle is Toma, with his perspective of the dynamic between um, Taichi and Futaba, suggesting, oh, uh, for Futaba... It's worth, you know, pursuing, in a way, Taiichi. You know, he's got all these great qualities and characteristics. I wonder if that may circle back around to him and somehow Taiichi showing more interest in Toma. Like, I feel like Kaito, through the rest of the story, will be able to find a way to strengthen a connection between the two male characters that will make... The love triangle make more sense because I, I do agree in the first few chapters it does seem to be setting up the dynamic more so between Taiichi and Futaba. I do want to say if it wasn't clear earlier that I did mention that you know Toma is showing a lot of interest to Taiichi and to best describe the interest in some of the graphic scenes Toma does stare even in conversation, like, you know, eye-to-eye contact, even if a third-party character is there, he does stare at Taiichi a lot, which gives some type of hint, but those type of hints are not strong enough to say, you know, oh, my God, he likes him. But, like I said, this is a very artistic book. Even the covers shows, like, you know, a lot of physical touch and a lot of closeness and you know, like, you know, you hugging and, you know, hand-holding. It shows there's something there. And that can tie in to making this love triangle. But we can always be wrong. So this is up to perspective. And i definitely going to recommend anybody to give Blue Flag a try. You know, I think Taito... Did a good job by being very vague and not being a typical LGBT manga book and jumping right in it. 
And I like this book. I mean, how did everybody else feel about this book? Yeah, so far, you know, it's very different in terms of pace to um, My Brother's Husband and Our Colors because the conflict is presented very quickly. You're already a part of it. You're understanding what the turmoil is for the characters. Um, so I think with it being the term you've mentioned a lot of times, slice of life, and it being very relatable for you know an age group of high schoolers, it makes sense that it's not gonna be so fast paced because with these characters already not knowing much about each other, there's gonna be a lot of room for rumination, for hypothesizing, oh, how am I gonna find my way to be in this same circumstance or I'm by this person? How can I get their attention? How can I ensure that I get as much time with them as possible? There's more time for seeing the behind the scenes planning and not the ultimate confrontation, you know, of someone and their crush. Yeah, I think sort of my hopes with this series going forward is like um, sort of placing an importance on the connection between the three, whatever that is, but also like having whatever the connection they make is go on with their lives. Like this is a point in time where, you know, they're learning to be who they are and learning to have like respect for one another and like themselves. So I think even though they might not see each other or even be like good friends in the future, maybe this is a point in their life they're, you know, they're learning from and taking with them for the rest of their lives. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I also would like to see moving forward um, just more of like a deeper connection between each of them being formed um, and just seeing how that plays out. Um, yeah. I'm very curious, you know, with you know, tagging on to what Elijah says, they don't even know themselves. You know, I feel like as a listener and a reader, that is very important and we should take that in mind that these are young kids, they don't know each other, they don't even know themselves and they are slowly developing and they are slowly growing. And I think the author represents that through this book and that is beautiful. And that's what beauty is, and we all need to realize that. I think we all know that, and I think we all can take a good slice of this life. Get it? You saw it. I did it. That was perfect. That was perfect. I did it, period. Anyway, all right, everybody. This is Blue Flag by Kaito. Give it a chance. Loved it. I'm your host, Dewan Fonset. Elijah Matlock. Kalia Dea. Sophia Townsend. And that's all, folks.